lace up your skates and hit the ice. It's time for TM5's Game Misconduct. Welcome in to episode one of TM5's Game Misconduct, where we will be discussing all things NHL hockey. I am Billy Lindahl, joined by my co-host and good friend of mine for a long, long time, Daniel Giles. Daniel, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing fairly well. How are you? Peachy, bud. Peachy. Let's let's start off and tell people uh, first of all your your love for hockey. Where did that? Where did you get the, your love for hockey? Well, the first time I ever really got into hockey, I had a buddy of mine that decided that we were bored, so let's go to a hockey game. I had nothing else to do, so we went and uh, we played Boston that night. And Kovalchuk scored, and it was exhilarating. It was nothing like anything I've ever been to before. And ever since then, that has been probably my second love. It, it's almost crack cocaine, is it not? It's <laughs> you. You get to that point where you're watching it. Like I, I had uh, Gavin watching it with us last week, and you could just see his eyes just kind of light up. Wait, wait, this this is kind of cool. You know what I mean? And that that was the best part about it. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I would go to 30 to 40 games a year back when the Thrashers were here. And it was, there there is not a sport like it. It's so much more fun when you're in person as opposed to watching it on TV. When you get so into it in person, then it makes watching it on TV actually absolutely so let's let's tell people now so we don't get anybody panties in a wad uh who we're a fan of so that when we may have some biases come across in our opinions or our theories they they know where it's coming absolutely i obviously i was a thrashers fan like you were um and and tell people my backstory real quick um, my dad played hockey. My stepdad played hockey uh, growing up in Chicago and Michigan. So, like, I, hockey's been kind of a big part of what my my family loved. And so, when my dad started taking me to Thrasher's games, I was I was hooked. And it, it from then on, I was I was good. So when uh, Atlanta Spirit, which we're from now on, that's the last time that that group will be named. Um, on this podcast. Is that agreed? Agreed. Them who shall not be named. <laughs> uh, when they when they sold the Thrashers uh, to Winnipeg, uh, you know, I I had to make, as you did, the decision to move to a different team. Um, and the team that I moved to at the time, and this was 2011 when they sold them, so right around the same time, uh, Blackhawks just won their first of three cups within about a five-year span. Um, and I wasn't moving to the Blackhawks because of the cups, and you know that. <laughs> We've had many conversations about that before. But I moved because my parents are from Chicago. They were Blackhawks fans growing up. And the fact that Chicago got the shaft for a long period of time, you weren't able to watch Blackhawks games in Chicago for a long period of time because the ownership sucked. 
So now that we're able to watch it and the NHL is, is as big as it is and we can watch it from Georgia, it's it's gotten even bigger. So I've been a big fan of, of the Blackhawks since about 2011, 2012. Um, and uh, and I, I'm not a fan of yours. Um, but go ahead and tell people who you're a fan of. <laughs> well, well, before I get into that, I, I will always remember the story from your mom about getting hit with a puck. Yes, she going did. to a, a Hawks game. The first time she'd ever gone to a Hawks game, she got hit by a puck. And and at, at yeah. some point, it, and, and if we do like a post game, we may do a couple post post game podcasts uh, during the the Cup Finals. But at some point, my, I think my dad will join us, and he'll have to tell that story because it's it's funny. But yeah, my mom got hit in the hit in the throat with a puck. She was up, I think they said second level. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they did. And she still had the puck. I remember somebody having yeah. to get it for her because they didn't they wanted to keep it. Yeah, yeah, she did. She still got it somewhere. <laughs> so um yeah, when when the Thrashers moved to Winnipeg, I was heartbroken because we were you know as well as I do, they were not letting on that they were looking to sell the team, so Going to the last game at Phillips Arena was, you didn't know it was the last game. You couldn't enjoy it. So it, while I loved a lot of the players that went to Winnipeg and stayed there with that team for several years later, it's really hard to pull for them when they ripped your heart out the way they did. So when Atlanta was here and I was going to as many games as I was, uh, Slava Kozlov was my favorite player. And it was partially due to the fact that I was never one to just jump into superstar players as my favorite players when I would when I would pull for local teams and things like that. So he was a good player, but he wasn't superstar player. And when Atlanta moved to Winnipeg, I was like, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll pull for one of his old teams. And yeah, look at he played for Detroit with the Russian Five. And I was just like, well, you know what? They're an old team. They're an original six. They're not going to move. Not- so I can <laughs> pull for them and not get my heart ripped out again. Yep. That was part of the reason I went to the, the Hawks, too, because they were original six. I was like, they're not moving. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> I, I mean... Something goes for stability. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, I've been a Thrashers fan from, I think it was 03 to 2011. And then as soon as they left, I've, I've been a Red Wings fan ever since. And when I dove in, I dove in all in. And it was, it was crazy having to, 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 get them on TV the way we were because back when Atlanta was here they didn't have every game on TV you look to pay for NHL Center Ice and every Red Wings games on TV every Blackhawks games on TV so it's it's a lot easier to follow a team every game when you know you're a more popular franchise Yeah, there's no doubt. So, 
obviously Daniel and I have been through the ringer. Um, our, our fandom has been through the ringer, uh, and you know I've I've thankfully gotten to experience a couple cups. Uh, unfortunately, Daniel hasn't yet as a fan, and you know as as much as I love him, um, I'm not really looking forward to the day that Red Wings raise another one because um, they got their own. They got plenty, '90s and early 2000s. Um, but here's what you can expect from us. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give you a NHL fan, uh, and their our NHL fandom. We're gonna tell you how we feel about it. We're gonna sometimes it's gonna be raw and emotional, and we're gonna tell you that really freaking sucked. And but then there's gonna be other days that it's just we're gonna be a little bit more analytical, and we'll tell you straight up how how things are gonna be. But that's how you're going to get it with us, and I think that's that's what I'm I'm looking forward to with this podcast because I mean you and I have talked hockey for years and years and years and years. Now that we have the company with, with TM5, you know it's it's an easy easy thing for us to do is just to do this, which I'm I'm pumped about, man. So looking forward to doing this yeah, many many episodes later. It's going to be fantastic. So. Let's get started before we get into the current season. Let's look into the offseason just a little bit. What are we going to expect from this offseason? Obviously, the the cap is going up a little bit, right? Um, well, the thing with that is, too, is that uh, there are rumblings that the NHLPA is going to be doing some kind of negotiating with the owner's and it may actually go up more than the just over a million that they were planning on. And they may be adding two more games to the season next year and compensation for that. Wow. Okay. So you go from a yeah, so, four. Yeah. And they've done it in the past in the nineties, but then they reeled it back. But the thing that it, it'll, it'll help with some of the evenness of the, the series between the East and West and things like that. But also as much as I don't want this to happen, it is self-serving in the sense that Detroit's got a lot of cap space and there are a lot of teams hurting really bad. Yeah. I think uh, when I was looking earlier today, spot had them at fifth, uh, fifth overall with most amount of cap space. Um, I can't remember the number, but I think that's where it was, was fifth. Um, I know Chicago's yeah, prior to Yeah, prior to uh, any signings or anything, is there, we've got a little over $30 million in cap space right now. I think Chicago's got like $40 million, I think. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere around there. Let's look real quick. Yeah, you've got 41655 <laughs> That's a few. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw an article from the Athletic today talking about ten players that the Blackhawks could look at trading for um, just to eat cap. Because um, obviously we're we're getting Connor Bedard, but um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the draft conversation. But um, it's how we're going to fill out the roster is going to be really interesting to me. But again, we can talk about that a little bit more in the off season. Daniel and I will go into depth of each uh probably each division um, we'll probably have a podcast where we touch on each division and break down each division before uh the season begins again 
in earnest back in October. Um, and let's then we get to rank them. Today. What? And then we get to rank them. Yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about free agency. Uh, free agents, uh, obviously, is going to be a big deal. July 1st is when free agency begins for the NHL this year. Um, that is a couple days after uh, the NHL draft. The NHL draft is June 28th and 29th, and July 1st will be when agency begins. Two big names on there that uh, you actually put on the list that I I wasn't going to, but I, I'm okay with it. Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taves. Uh, for the first time, they are free agents, uh, and it's going to be interesting. Kane, I can see his services still be needing. Taze, on the other hand, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure if Taze is, is done, honestly. Um, he's had a lot of injuries and surgeries, and then he's got this long COVID thing he's been dealing with. It's just, it's a lot. He's 35. I, he played 53 games last year, so he... He may sign a league minimum, maybe one and a half, two millions to, to stay with Chicago for a little bit, but he's not the player he used to be. He's not staying with Chicago. I'll tell you that much right now. Davidson will not sign Jonathan Tays again this year. Well, I, I still think he's not going to sign more than a, a couple million to start. He's, he's just not as dependable of a player as he was before. Yeah, I agree. Kane on the like other going hand, back to Patrick Kane. Yeah, Kane on the other Kane. hand, he's still one of the better players from the United States, and he's 34. He's he's had a lot of miles on him because you brought it up earlier. They've had several Cup wins since he's been with the Blackhawks, and man, they he he's still productive. He had 57 points in 73 games last year. I mean, he's he's still a good good player, but. I don't know that he's going to get the $10.5 million that he had before. Looking at his numbers in his past few years, I think he's probably going to get around eight, eight and a half. Maybe for three or four years, max, I think. You know what I mean? At this point, when you're 34, I I don't know if I'm, if I'm an NHL GM, I'm going to give him more than maybe four years tops, especially with him being 34. This game has not been good to anybody over the age of 35. Very much. Very much. Obviously, there's outliers. Except for Chris Chilios. Obviously, there's outliers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, when you when you reach that milestone, it, it's been kind of tough. So um, maybe three three years um, at eight million. I I jump on board with that. I don't I don't think he's coming back to Chicago either. I think Davidson has had a clean break of of Taze and Kane and just want to rebuild. So that means 29 other teams are free to take them. And it's going to be really interesting to see who, who decides to uh, chalk up and uh, pay him. So that being said with Kane, uh, do you have a ideal landing stint uh, point for him? Well, a little bit. I'm looking at, he may stay with the Rangers. I mean, they, they really need him. And uh, it, it's really going to boil down to between Patrick Kane and somebody else I'd like to talk about is Vladimir Tarasenko. 
he's a little younger, but he's had so many more uh, so many more injuries than Kane has. He, Kane's at least stayed healthy, and Tarasenko has been injured several times. So right. they've got pretty comparable numbers. But, you know, uh, I think that it's going to be between Kane and Tarasenko staying in New York. Yeah, it's that's going to be really interesting to see where Tarasenko ends up to because it's and it's this season this off season is going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, Daniel and I will be here for for all of it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do this maybe once a week. Maybe if we get into, we'll do some post game um, pods. Maybe we'll see. Uh, but. We'll definitely do this like once a week and just break down what the off season's looking like and, and the rumors and stuff that we'll hear. What is this? What about do you ball? see? Well, let me ask this question: What do you see Chicago trying to do with anybody in free agency this year? I don't. Um, I, I think we need to. We'll find somebody. We'll find a couple of pieces to maybe get above the cap floor um, and just just stay there. Um, I, I truly think that Davidson is is looking to do a true rebuild, and um, honestly, it's with Bedard. It's going to be it's going to help. Um, there was some there was some good signs at the end of last season with some younger players. Um, they didn't all suck, <laughs> but they weren't. There was a lot of them that did. Um, so we've still got some really good pieces. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more. You know, Seth Jones still is playing like a man possessed, and he should. Um, I mean, he's he's now going to be the, the one player the Blackhawks have that is high high dollar. Um, That's the only it, thing with with Chicago, though, that I was thinking is that you still need some veterans to kind of show the young people like the dart how to play and things like that, and. You know, you were talking about them cutting ties with Taves, but I could kind of see them keeping him on just to be a mentor to to players like Bedard. I mean, who, who how many better people can you learn from than somebody like that? And you're not wrong, um, but I, I just, from everything that I've heard and read coming out of Chicago is... They, they wanted a clean break, and they, they said, look, he's played the last game he's ever going to play in the Blackhawks organization, and that's what they said on the, in the press release. Uh, so that's that's interesting to say that, and, you know, I would love nothing more than for him to sign, like, a one-day contract and retire as a Blackhawk. You know what I mean? But I yeah. I don't know if, if that fire is still going. Um, obviously, the captain, and he's, he's one of those people that – just ridiculously talented man and he's he's so competitive so competitive um so are you yeah, thinking like uh maybe maybe chicago signs uh john klingberg for kind of like what he did this year about a seven million dollar contract and then ship him out at the end of or around trade deadline it's a possibility yeah and i i truly think that it's it's going to be one of those it's almost like what Alex Anthopoulos did in Atlanta for, for baseball. You know, we're going to sign, you know, one or, or and honestly, do um, what Terry Fontenot did with Atlanta with the Falcons. We're going to sign one or a couple veterans to one year deals and and ball out 
out and then you're off the cap. You know what I mean? So that may be an ideal um, spot for some hockey players, but you know, that's hard to do when you're trying to sign players with especially good players in the NHL. They want those multi-year contracts, right? So that's, that's really going to be interesting to see how that, how Davidson does that to Chicago. But there's, I mean, there's, you could, like, you could, tr- yeah, but you could try to get them under the same thing of most of these players do want multi-year contracts as a stability, but they also want to win up. And if you can basically sell them on the fact that we know that that Chicago is not going to be good this year, but you'll be able to be playing with the Dard, and you know maybe you can pad your numbers to the point where you'll go and win a cup somewhere. Then maybe that's their selling point. That's that's a valid point. It really is, and I, I can't wait to see. But like I said, we've got twenty nine other um, teams to cover too. Speaking of Boston, what is going on in Boston, man? Like what? Man, oh, you have Boston the greatest is... regular season in NHL history, greatest NHL history, and you, and you just, for lack of a better term, you shit the bed. They were epically bad the last three games in their series. It was the Panthers just took them to task, and Boston. I don't know what they're going to do next year because they're. They've only got like 12 players signed, but their cap is, they've maybe got 5 million in cap and they've got 15 of 23 players. They are not going to be able to fill out a decent roster. And you got to think about some of these people that they're having to replace, like Bergeron, Krejci, who I've heard back and forth that they may be retiring. They're, I don't think they're going to come back and, and have one of these team-friendly contracts. Uh, you've got Brad Marchand, who's 30. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, which I love Tyler Bertuzzi. He was a Red Wing. He was drafted by the Red Wings. He played his heart out in the playoffs, and that was a great acquisition for them. He outscored the entire team when it came to how well he did, but man, I, there's no way that he's going to be able to be signed. I, if I remember correctly, in Detroit, he was looking at nine years at, at eight long, or eight years at nine mil, and I just, they're not going to be able to pay him that. Somebody is going to pay him that ridiculous amount, but you, you their defense is filled out. I mean, they've got McAvoy and Lindholm and Carlo and Resselnick, and, um, but yeah, their forward group, they've, they've only got like seven guys signed, and they're all two really terrible contracts. Right. And that's going to be very, very key is, you know, cap hell. It's, it's an honest thing. Cap hell is an honest thing. So I'm kind of interested to see what, like we mentioned before, you know, Hawks have 40 million, you know, Teams that may be able to pick him up, Ducks have 39 million, Jer- Devils have 34 million, Red Wings have 33, according to Spotrack. Uh, let's see, Carolina's at 27. So, I mean, it, those those five or six teams, Arizona maybe too at 27. Those five or six teams may be able to pick him up and and be able to use him, um, but. It, <laughs> Oh, man, 
Cap Hell is a crazy thing to get out of, and it's. Uh, I think the Blackhawks are finally starting to get out of that point where you know Bowman had gotten us into. So I understand I'm, I'm, Ken Holland I'm, was I'm, atrocious at the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Um, last on our off-season board, real quick. Uh, let's talk about the NHL draft. Obviously, Connor Bedard is going to go number one. Uh, there's no. No ifs, ands, or buts about that, right? You don't have any Absolutely. arguments. I don't. You don't think Chicago can really f up that uh, <laughs> that that pick? It, it's Chicago. I think they can f up anything. <laughs> Shots fired, maybe. Uh, Shots all right. Fired. So the number two overall pick. Um, you seem to already know. You you already have an idea of who this is going to be. Um, Absolutely. So the uh, I'll tell you I'm, I I want to know your your thoughts real quick, and I'll tell you because Vegas has a very very big odd for this for the second player, but value for a couple of these other players are are really really nice. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about that. But give me your thoughts. All right, so. There's really four good tiers within the top 15 drafts. There's Connor Bedard, who is just stepped away from everybody. Um, there's somebody who, before the year started, and then after the juniors, uh, Matvey Michkov, who was looked at in the same tier as Connor Bedard and could have even been better, but he didn't have as much. It is he wasn't as visible, but also he was really, really terrible when he was playing in the men's league. So when he got moved back down, he was he started showing out again, and then he went back up and, and showed out. So they he is probably very close to the tier with my pick for number two, which would be Adam Fantilli. He has kind of separated himself with the next three in the next in tier three for me. It's easily Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, and then it's basically Carlson, Michkoff, and Will Smith. And that, that's my tier, my top ten, top five. All right, so here's what Vegas has, okay? So obviously you think Adam Fantilli is going to be number two. Vegas thinks the same yep. thing. It's a minus 340. No. That's, that's big odds. Big odds for, for them being number two. However... Carlson is sitting at a plus 520. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. tough odds to like, that's like putting down, I may put down like 10 to get some money back. You know what I mean? Just, just to see. I see that. Um, uh, Mitchkov is at a plus 730. Okay. These are pretty decent odds, man. Like, Mitchkov, like you said, it's going to be really interesting to see who who takes them. But that number two overall pick is going to be really, really interesting. Like, really interesting. And with those odds, there's nothing wrong with taking, uh, like, looking at it and going, hmm, maybe I, maybe I do put down, like, $10, $10 on these um, and, and just see, what's, see what happens. Because... You never know with with Anaheim. Anaheim is a little bit out there. So 
Do they want to get Fantilli? Do they want to get Mitchkov? Do they want to get Carlson? I don't know, man. It's it's going to be really interesting. And, and to throw a couple of bucks down, it's not a bad idea. Uh, no, not for Carlson. Uh, I would be a little hesitant on Mitchkov. While he is a fantastic player and he is very, very talented, I could see him falling as far as eight. And it's mainly just because of the fact that he has signed a three-year deal with the Russian League, and he, first off, won't be over for three years. But I think the whole Russian factor has scared a lot of teams away from him. I don't think it will be as much of a problem with Washington at number eight because they have good old Obi. And yep. it just... I, I could see putting some down on Leo Carlson. He is, after the... The World Championships and him centering the top line for the Swedish team, I could see him going to, but I just feel like that Adam Fantilli is too complete of a player to be able to, to pass up, and he's so much more local than a Swedish kid, which the Swedish stuff, though, Leo Carlson played in the men's league this year, and he did really good. And like I said just a second ago, he centered the top line for the Swedes in the World Championships just recently and did a fantastic yeah. job. So, I, yeah, I, 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 I could see putting money down on that. So $10 would, would net you $62. Bucks. I'll, you know, it's not terrible. You know, No, it's not off. terrible. But, all right. So that's the off season. Let's let's talk about the actual current season. Florida Panthers versus the Las Vegas Knights in the Stanley Cup final. How did we get there? So let's start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, started with the Bruins basically shitting the bed in first round against the Panthers. Granted, the Panthers are in the Stanley Cup final, but the Bruins had the literally the best regular season of all time. All time. It just I it, honestly it, think they got goalied. They <laughs> it's got goalied. It's, it's definitely possible, and I will talk about that when we talk about the matchup a little bit later. Maple Leafs versus the Lightning. Uh, Lightning lost out for the fourth year of going to the Stanley Cup final in a row. Um, lost out in the first round. Lost in six games to the Maple Leafs. Hurricanes versus the Islanders. The Hurricanes win in six games over the Islanders. That series was okay. It was kind of boring to me. Uh, it just kind of seemed like Carolina was in, in charge from, from the get-go. That makes sense. They were, and they play a very boring brand of hockey, but New York didn't help them with that. They were all New York was also a little for that for that first round playoff. But I mean, you're right. That series was pretty boring. The Devils versus the Rangers series, however, was freaking awesome. That that series is everything you want. It's just two teams that hate each other going back and forth for seven straight games, and it was back and forth. Devils ended up winning four games to three uh, in seven games. Any time you get a game seven in hockey, the world wins. The only thing that would have been better would have been if New Jersey... The Rangers and the Islanders all were able to play at the same time and all beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> that would be fun. 
Uh, so second round matchups ended up being the Panthers versus the Maple Leafs. Panthers make quick, uh, uh, quick work of the Maple Leafs, beat them in five games. Hurricanes made quick work of the Devils and beat them in five games. And then the Panthers turned around in the Eastern Conference Finals and swept the, the Hurricanes right out of Carolina, which was honestly fun to see. So that was the Eastern and we Conference. Got, and we got free hockey. Yes, Lots of free hockey. Lots of free hockey. I think, I think out of the first, I want to say four or five games between the Eastern and Western Conference finals, they were all overtime hockey games. If I'm not mistaken, you're like there were five great games. I think of overtime hockey. Am I misremembering that? No, you're you're 100 right. And if I remember correctly, the the Hurricanes Panthers first game went to four overtimes and almost went to a five, except for the Kachuk winning it in the, like the last minute of that that fourth overtime. <laughs> yep. God, I love overtime hockey too. All right, so let's head yeah, to the game Western two Conference. was a sing- game two was a single overtime, and then when you went to the the Western Conference, it was. They had three different overtime games, but it was uh, games one, two, and four. Okay. So I knew it was like at least four. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's awesome. So let's head to the Western uh, Conference. Avalanche beat the Kraken, or excuse me, Avalanche lost to the Kraken in seven games. The Kraken, and that team was feisty all year long. And Yeah, they, I, uh, what I really lost. wanted to pull them. You really wanted to? What stopped you? I really wanted to pull for them. The, well, I mean, the, the, what stopped me is that Dallas beat them. But, uh, yeah, I really wanted to pull for them. Uh, I didn't think they did the best job of drafting when they they entered the league with the expansion draft. But I love their logo. I love their colors. And the fact that they just kind of fell into having Maddie Beneers and, and uh, last year grabbing so they basically have two really really nice sent top line centers that they just kind of fell into in their draft so i just when it when a team has luck like that i just kind of like it. so i'll say this and this may be the first hot take on on the podcast Kraken may have a top five logo in all of hockey like i'm not i can joking. see that I'm not even like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And what's really sad is that I think that one of my top fives would also be the Wild because I just think that logo is just. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, All right. So then, Stars beat the Wild uh, four games to two. Knights took on the Jets and one in five games took care of the Jets which you know for us Thrashers fans it was okay to see Oilers versus the Kings Oilers beat the Kings in six games in a really good series that I actually enjoyed that series a lot um then the crack didn't expect it to last as long as it did uh the Oilers I thought they were just going to come in and steamroll LA but they LA put up a pretty good fight 
Uh, Kraken faced off against the Stars, and again, Forrest went to seven games, but this time the Kraken lost to Dallas. Uh, four games to three. Knights then faced the Oilers, and the Knights won in six. And then the Stars in the Western Conference Finals uh, faced off against the Knights and won in six games. So now we get the Stanley Cup Final, and you have to say it that way. It's Stanley Cup Final, not Stanley Cup Finals. It's very specific. It's final, right? They're very specific. It's about it. So give me a couple yeah, of impact players. But one ball. Yeah. Give me a couple of impact players for each team. Um, I'm going to tell you my pick for this this uh, series because, and it's because of one player. And we'll also talk about give our con Smythe favorites as well. So I, I want to know who, who your player is. So my player, the reason I think that I think Florida is going to win the series, and the reason I think Florida is going to win the series is because of Bob. Uh, Bob has been playing out of his mind, and Daniel, you've been watching hockey just as long as I have, if not longer. When it comes to the Stanley Cup Final, you need a hot goalie, and right now Bob is on fire. He really is. He's playing really, really well, um, and I think Sergei Bobrovsky will will end up giving Las Vegas. I mean, I, I don't, I don't foresee it being a sweep like it was the last series. But I definitely do think that it could possibly be five or six games. And Tell me who Vegas' goalie is. Hill. Uh, I'm actually very surprised. He, he's had a very good playoff, but... Yeah, he's like just over two goals uh, a game, which is really, really yep. good. Um, it's actually better than Bob's, but I... Bob's just on a different level, in my opinion. Well, I'll tell you who, the reason why that Dallas lost to the, the Golden Knights. Jamie Benn. <laughs> okay. Now that you brought him up, we, we need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that deserved yeah. every bit of that two-game suspension. Every single bit, if not more. And, like... I'm all for, I, I think I'm old school hockey. Like I want to see hits. I want to see people get plowed over. I, uh, the initial hit was okay. Like him knocking uh, him over. Mark Stone. Huh? It was Mark Stone. Yeah, Stone. Thank you. For some reason, I just lost Stone's name in my mind. Um, when he knocked Stone over, I was like, okay, that's a good one. But then he fell down on top of him and threw the cross check into his neck I was like oh he's about to get beat <laughs> and so I think that I really personally think that Jamie Ben is probably one of the most underhanded dirty players in the game I've, I feel like that that is his finishing move like a, you know a wrestler has a finishing move He's yeah. he's done this on several occasions. Like he broke a Dylan Larkin's neck doing this at a faceoff. He's done it to Mark Stone. He's there's several teams that he's done this to, and it's normally during the season. But now that it's during the playoffs and that the entire world is watching, I think he got caught and they had to do something. 
Yeah, he is a dirty player. There's no doubt. But he, he deserved every bit of that two-game suspension. I think he deserved to be kicked out for the rest of the, that series. But, you know. Well, I, well, see, that's the problem, though, it, to me, is that you notice the two games that, that Dallas won is the ones that he didn't play in. So he, yep. as the great captain he is, realized what their 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 problem was, and he took care of that in the two games that he set out, and they won the game. And then he got selfish again and decided he wanted to come back, and then he lost. Yeah, it's. It was, I was I was talking to somebody else, and they're like, you know, or I think it was on. Uh, I was listening to Pat McAfee, and they were talking about how. Jamie Benn just wanted to come back just to get his ass whipped by Vegas just one more time uh, because it was six to nothing in that final game. But give me your impact players. Give me your impact player for for Vegas. So Vegas, I, I think it's Jack Eichel. I, I I think that since he has had his neck surgery, the one that nobody seemed to want him to have. He has he's performed in in the playoffs and he's been very good for for Vegas, just leading that team. And in honestly been all over the ice. It doesn't matter defensively, offensively. It did, it seemed like any big play that was happening for Vegas, he was almost a part of it. You know what I mean? Him and Marsha. Absolutely. And the thing about Jack Eichel is, is that what happens when he wins a cup before Connor McDavid does? God, I love your digs yeah. already. <laughs> so, so on the Panthers, I think that I'm, I'm really thinking that you're right. Grabowski is probably going to be one of the most impact players because, I mean, he's he's goalied several teams since the playoffs started. But I think that. Matthew Kachuk is going to give him a little run for his money because of, I mean, you got to think about how many game-winning goals that Kachuk has had, and he's been the center of that team the entire playoffs. And I'm, I'm not arguing that. Um, I, so, looking at, and we'll talk about this here now, um, let's talk about Con Smythe real quick. Um, I've, I'm looking at a list of probably about 20 players that they have for Conn Smythe. Okay. Now, granted, okay. granted, one, two, three, six, seven, eight players have a plus 25,000 as their odds. So obviously they're very, very long shots. Uh, Sam Reinert, Ekblad, Montour, Theodore, Riley Smith, Sam Bennett, Nick Cousins, and Anthony Duclair are all plus 25,000. The next group, Barbashev, uh, Verhege, Petrangelo, and Barkov for the next four. They're at plus 12,000. So just for, for, for your non-betting mind, Daniel, if you put down ten dollars on a plus twelve thousand, you would get back twelve hundred dollars plus the ten. Okay, that's that's the value. All right. Chandler Stevenson is at a plus seventy five hundred. Mark Stone is at a plus two thousand. Aiden Hill is at a plus one thousand. 
now you're starting to get into the final five that are under a thousand um, on this. William Carlson is at a plus 700. Marcia So is at a plus 650. Jack Eichel is at a plus 400. Kachuk is at a plus 360. And Sergei Bobrovsky is at a plus 200. And he is the odds on favorite right now, according to FanDuel, uh, to be the Smythe award winner. Any of those long odds, are you willing to put like a 10 spot on? I would, I would consider putting Barbashev in. He, he's been really good for Vegas. If I had to do long odds, I would probably take him. Like I said, Barbashev, Barbashev plus 12,000. That would net you $1,200 or $10. $10. If you, if you bet a hundred, you'll get back 12, 12,000. So if I had to look at long odds, that's, that's who I would pick. All right. Who are your, who's your favorite though? Who, who are you thinking is going to win the Smythe? I think it's going to be Kachuk. You look at, you look at what he's done for the Panthers. You know, they, they had a president's trophy winners. Was it last year or year before? And they went out and picked up him. And he's really transformed that team into a, a lot more of a physical, just kind of in-your-face team. I mean, he's very much like his dad was. And yeah. I, I really feel like that the entire league is going to start looking for Matthew Kachuk's and trying to duplicate him. When it comes to, to goalies, they're streaky. And, you know, Bob, he's he's been great. He really is. But he's 34, and Florida's been sitting for almost a week and a half now. It, it's going to be – you can cool off in that time. Yeah, I, I guess so. So if – I'm going to I'm gonna go two, all right? So if if Vegas wins, I think Marshall Show wins the Consumine. Um He's been all over the ice – I think he's team leader in points. I can't. I think, if I remember correctly, in the playoffs, um, I was I was doing a little. He's, bit of research. he's one behind Eichel. Okay, um, he, he's one behind Eichel. I, I think if if they, I think he could probably have a really good series and end up being uh, Con Smythe if Vegas wins. I think if if uh, Florida wins, though, it's 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 Bob. Bob wins this Con Smythe. That's just, that's my opinion. All right. Uh, first I, I game. That's good. I'm, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to bitch a little bit. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> I, I, I hate, I hate the schedule. Uh, so the first two games, first game is on Saturday, which is fine. Uh, and then the next game after that is on Monday. Then there's a three-day layoff. You don't get another game until Thursday, which ticks me off. And then another two games, like two days. Like, why couldn't you just keep it like it has been for every other playoff series and give them just a day in between? Because honestly, the, the extra time off 
And I, I think I've I've heard hockey players say this: the extra time off in the finals has really messed with you because you're so used to playing every other day that it just messes with you. So, like the fact that they're going three or four days in between when they travel to a different city just bothers bothers me greatly. Well, let me throw a, a wrench into what you're saying. You're actually uh, incorrect on that. So the first game is on the 5th, which is going to be a Monday. The second game is on a Thursday, so you've got three days in. And that's... Oh! That... Am I looking at it backwards? Game one, game one is on Saturday the 3rd. Game two is, Saturday, is, June, is Monday the 5th. Okay, yeah. See, I'm looking at it backwards because uh, the schedule I'm looking at actually has, for whatever reason, the 5th to 1st, and it goes the 5th, the 8th, the 10th, the 13th, 16th, and 19th. It doesn't even say the 3rd. No, the 3rd is third is game 1. 3rd third, is game 1. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I was about to say. but So they have three days for travel, and then it's a game between when they're at a at a destination. So... Like you said, you were right. The third and the fifth, they're at Vegas, and a, a day in between. And then they've got three days, and then they where they go to Florida, and then they've got a day between that. Then they've got three days, go back to Vegas. Three days, come back to Florida. Three days, get back to Vegas. So yeah, maybe we just need to uh, wrap it all up in the first four games, and then you don't have to worry about all that travel and extra days that you don't have to watch. Yeah, I mean it's still just a week in between, but still that that bothers me. It it just it always has. I I, I kind of understand why they're doing it, but I, I kind of don't at the same time. So it is what it is. Well, the thing that irks me, I agree with you. Uh, the thing that irks me about it is is that you're right. Every or mostly, it was every other night you played a game, and that was for the first three rounds, right? So your last yep. round in the finals. You first off got a week and a half rest. I mean, the it started Saturday, right? So Vegas finished the game on Sunday, or was it Monday? Whenever it was, they've got a whole week off. Okay, so you're actually getting a week's rest, and now you're going to start getting extra days between travel. Why not just keep it the same way? Right. Yep. I, I agree. Is what it is. I need your uh, game game one winner. Um, I'm going to say game one winner because I don't want to give away the entire uh, series because I want us. We may record a podcast by the time next time it rolls around. Definitely after game two. Yeah. All right. Uh, my game, game one. I week. think Vegas is good. Yeah, I think Vegas has got game one. I, you know, Florida's been sitting for a minute. I, I agree. Um, Florida's firepower is really, really strong, but uh, I think Vegas being at home, it's just a different environment, man. Um, I, I think I agree with you. I think Vegas will probably take game one, but I, I, I truly think that Florida will split one and two. One or the other. I think you, you, you want an interesting stat? Go for it. That every, every time that Florida and Vegas has played each other this year, the road team has won. Really? Yep. Can we, can we change our picks? Um, <laughs> no, I still I still think it's going to be Vegas. 
I think that you're right with what you're talking about, that there's been too long of a layoff and that, that Vegas has got it because of that. Florida's been off since what was Florida's last game? Florida's last game was May 24th, which was almost a week ago. A week ago on the we're recording this on the 30th, Tuesday the 30th, so almost a week ago um, on the 24th. And they're not going to play again until Saturday, so they're going to have 10 full days. It's nuts. Nuts! Yeah, right, I mean, they're, they're going to be cold. Sorry. I think that they're going to be cold and that uh, they're going to go in. I would still rather be the team that had the 10 days off because then you're healing, but I, I think that that they're going to be down on the first first game. Well, looking forward to it, my friend. Um, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, just man, I, I'm. We're in the finals. We we need to enjoy every second of it because it's going to be a long few months until it starts back again. <laughs> <laughs> Pat McAdee said that this afternoon. He was like, look, we're about to have only baseball for like a couple of months. <laughs> because as soon as hockey and basketball are ending, it's just baseball until I think August, early or late August for the NFL. So we've got a long offseason coming. Daniel and I will have you covered here on Game Mis- TM5's Game Misconduct. But that's it for Episode 1. Uh, he and I will be back for Game Episode 2, hopefully sometime next week. For Daniel Giles, I'm Billy Lindahl. We will talk to you next time. Same time, same place.